On today's episode, we're joined by the long take review to put Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark to the ultimate test. Bad dates. Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test. The Nostalgia Test. <laughs> Man, I thought I thought you were gonna do I thought you were gonna do the um the I hate snakes. Snakes! Oh, I hate snakes. That's you know, I, I was gonna ask you to do the do the intro today, but I was like, he's got something because you didn't even look down at your notes. So you oh, no, well, roll, I had so. them elevated. I the had bad dates I, was hilarious. The bad the, with the oh my god, Abu. Uh, uh, yeah, there's uh, a lot of problems in that whole scene, but uh, <laughs> there's a lot of issues. But um, a lot of issues welcome, in this whole movie. <laughs> welcome everyone to the Nostalgia Test podcast, um, where I'm Dan Dissinger here in LA. I'm joined by my longtime friend and co-host Manny Coelho in New York. Manny, good evening. Good How evening. How are you? I'm good. I'm three hours away from you. I'm I'm good, man. <laughs> I uh, excited. We're 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 back. So this is another mm-hmm. episode being back. I can't wait to go on break again when you go away. (laughs) Yeah, we've been back a lot. We've been coming in, then we're gone. Then we're back, and then, you know. I mean, we could be just like all the, you know, the writers in Hollywood right now. Like, no one really knows what's going on. Yeah, Solidarity. So, anyways, I'm excited. But we are coming up. I mean, we are coming up on 100 episodes soon. Yes, I'm excited. This is... uh, a movie I've been wanting to do for a while. Well, this is actually a marathon that I've been wanting to do because I do want to do all of them, but Dude, I didn't want I didn't want to bring that up to you because of what happened with the Rocky Marathon and how like exhausted we were. <laughs> so I guess we could do that in pieces. Like mm-hmm. we will be doing. Uh, I definitely want to be doing uh, Temple of Doom. But guys, we're yeah. doing Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and we got a guest episode today. So I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, we have a returning guest with. I mean, with a co-host, I mean, this is this is monumental because the last time Jen, everyone, Jen Subchai was on the um, on the podcast. She has an amazing blog called The Long Take. Everyone's got to check it out. And now she has a podcast and she's here with one of her co-hosts, Greg Cass. Jen, Greg, thank you for being here. Short notice also. So just want to like also MVPs as well for this. Like, <laughs> but Thank you for being here, and uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about your podcast and Jen, how you're doing, and the choice to do a podcast. Because when I saw you started doing a podcast, I'm like, "Welcome to." Well, the- <laughs> I'll have to say before Jen, before you answer that, I'm like, she got a little taste of what a podcast feels like, and there's like an energy you get from it. So I'm sure she was like, "I gotta do that again. Right. I gotta keep doing that." It was infectious, <laughs> like, and so I yeah. was like, mm. "The second we, we gave up, her the I drug, like, I gotta start." Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, well. First of all, thanks, thanks for having us. It's great to be here, and especially great to to be here talking about indie. Uh, Greg and I are huge uh, Indiana Jones fans. Um, really, any anything Lucasfilm. Um, and in terms of the podcast, the way it really kind of started, not by accident, because I had had, and Greg can attest to this. I had had sort of like passively been floated the idea of us doing a podcast for a long time, but really, it's our our mutual friend and colleague uh, Antonio. Who, when right before this this past Oscars, uh, you know, in in the spring, he had said he had pitched to me a 
co-written article where we debate who's going to win the Oscars. And then I said, well, if we're already doing that, why don't we just record it and call it a podcast? <laughs> and so we tested it out and it seemed it seemed to go really well. It was super fun. And then we just kind of were off to the races from there. I didn't know if it was going to last beyond because we did, I think, three different episodes covering different categories for the Oscars. Uh, and then, you know, we got such positive feedback that I was like, what if we just keep going? And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. That's Amazing. awesome. Well, welcome to the the drug that keeps on getting you back in. And even though we've been back and forth, Dan and I took breaks and we were still like, I can't wait to pod. I can't wait to pod. I, can't wait to pod. I so. do. I have to say though that that and and tip my hat, my you know my fedora to Greg because he is he's the veteran of of all of us. I want to say he's booked for four podcasts this week alone. I think is what oh, wow. Uh, right, do you like rest your voice? You're like drinking some lemon tea. Like, you know, I've got the uh, the, and the Andy Circus Gollum juice, just uh, re relaxing my vocal cords a little. Uh, no, yeah. I I really I think of myself as a professional podcast guest because I like to go on other people's shows and put no work in whatsoever. So uh, you know, I pop on a mic at a moment's notice. I send the MP3 and then I stop thinking about it, which my regular co-hosts hate. Because I do none of the work, but it's great to to be here and to to guest uh, in that way. Um, Jen was very kind when um, you know she started up her show. She's she started a spreadsheet. It's like weigh in with whatever movies you want to talk about at different times. And I immediately jumped on indie. I was like, I got to be on your indie show whenever that comes around. So uh, glad to get some pre gaming <laughs> on here and to be able to talk Raiders with with all of you. Awesome. Uh, we look forward to this because this got. I, I mean. Let, let me just throw it out there a little bit of just like small little bit of information for anyone, you know, who's listening to this podcast 50 years from now uh, or <laughs> is living under a rock that Raiders of the Lost Ark later marketed as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark and sometimes abbreviated as Raiders is a 1981 American action adventure film directed by Steven Spielberg and written by Lawrence Kasdan based on a story by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman. Set in 1936, the film stars Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, a globe-trotting archaeologist vying uh, with Nazi German forces to recover the long-lost Ark of the Covenant, which is said to make an army invincible. And then, I mean, $20 million budget. The movie, according to Wikipedia box office, $389.9 million box office, came out June 12th. 1981 so right around the corner and it is a hundred and fifteen minutes long i just want to say that because it was the most surprising part to me that this movie was five minutes under two hours long <laughs> and i was like oh my god and it was rated pg which i texted manny and i was like this is pg well because <clears throat> dan i want way to more blood up. for pg was this way before more. or after because you know spielberg um is the one who um, mm. petitioned for a PG-13 for I forget which movie because Gremlins. they wanted to make it rated R. Yeah, Gremlins. They wanted to make it rated R because of how bad like gory was, but he didn't want to lose the box office, so he p positioned the PG-13. So I'm mm. thinking this was probably before that because this yes. movie should have been PG-13. Gremlins yeah. came out in 1984. Yeah. So right. that's... So it was probably yeah. before he thought about that and he didn't want to lose... Um, mm. box office. Yeah, because you make this R, you're not getting the amount of no. people coming to see it. 
No, yeah. no. But it no. wasn't. I mean, you didn't really see. You you saw people, I guess, somewhat dying, but like you didn't see that much. But there was a lot know. of blood splatter. Yeah, but not <laughs> like shots. Not like gremlins. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in between gremlins and John Wick, right? Like so. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> okay. First of all, right off the bat, I always go um, first impressions. So I always ask the questions to everybody, the guests. Dan and I do this all the time. Is like when you were asked to watch this again, what are your first impressions are. And I'm just going to go right away that when I think about Indiana Jones, I think about, yeah, it's going to pass the test. Why not? Like, oh, we're going to put our, you know, we're, you're not going to ruin my childhood. But I realized that I was thinking about Temple of Doom most of the time when I think about it. Like, I, you know, I was not even a full year old. I was born January 81, so when this came out. So I must have watched this, obviously, maybe even after the second one came out in 86. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really remember the first, the, the second one. But I do remember a lot of scenes of this one now that after watching it, when I went to Disney, they do like the Indiana Jones like show. And The mm-hmm. Rock is in there and like the little bag thing, like, um, <laughs> you know, with the... In the sand. temple in the beginning of the sand. Um, so, so like, I was like, oh, yeah, these are the classic scenes. But, like, most of my head and, like, the, the motion picture in my head is the that one and the one with his dad, the Holy Grail one, and yeah, which true. I love and I don't want to ruin my childhood by watching them. <laughs> but, um, but I was like, oh, I was excited to watch this. So mm-hmm. that was my first impression is that, like, I couldn't wait. And I was like, well, this is going to be an easy thing to talk about because how bad could it be? But I was like, but it is 80s. And it was before any <laughs> any like real crazy like technology was out. So I was like, we definitely have a lot to talk about. So that was my first yeah. impression. What about you, Jen? I, I was super excited. I mean, this is a classic. Uh, personally, my favorite is Last Crusade. I think that's the best mm-hmm. one just because there you can't really replace – the magic of Sean Connery and Harrison Ford together. It's, it's amazing. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, this is, you can't, you can't, you can't beat this. It's just so good. No. Uh, but you know, and, and, but Temple of Doom when I was a, a kid was the one that gave me nightmares. Um, yeah. And it's the one I remember, I think probably, yes, exactly. Uh, that, and then like the, everyone, the eating the monkey brains and, and oh, all that. Yeah. There, to, to me, that's the one that I, re- that probably did some damage to me when I was a child. I probably watched it <laughs> earlier than I should have. Um, yeah. But this one, I feel like is just, it's just a solid classic. I, you know, I was looking forward to rewatching it as I was rewatching it. It, it's funny that you mentioned kind of like the technology, but because I feel like, yes, the effects, you know, look very different, but I didn't feel like they were dated for some reason. And, and the, Only as I was one watching, scene. Yeah, as I was watching, I kind of kept thinking, why is that? Because it's clearly really janky practical effects you know what i mean like it's not like yeah. like you know what i mean it's it's it looks so different from the sort of polished vfx that we have now but i was like there's something about this that has kind of like the spark of imagination and like still kind of creates the illusion like i don't know it it, it mm. worked on me still uh even mm. though i recognize that technologically it was pretty pri- primitive compared to what we have now there's there's one scene that um it was to me was a bad bad special effects scene but I'll hold up on what's the next. <laughs> um, I was, 
Yeah, I was very excited to to rewatch Raiders, and um, you know, I I do a similar move with the these movies that I did with the original Star Wars, which is like, yeah, the third one's my favorite, but the first one's a film, like a capital F film, and um, so watching this one, it, it was striking how different this feels from the later ones. Now we have three, soon to be mm. four follow ups. And it's, it's this feeling that Indiana Jones wasn't a thing yet, right? Like we were just uncovering it and discovering mm. it for the first time. So it's not winking at us in exactly the way we expect or repeating a joke in some way. Um, and where that came through to me was some of the cinematography. I mean, it's Spielberg, so he always likes to play with light and shadows and so on. But there were some just drop dead gorgeous shots in this that... I'd forgotten, honestly, like um, when they're uh, digging up the tomb and you get the sunset shot of Indy putting on the fedora. Mm. It's like stunningly <laughs> beautiful. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and everyone digging in the de- the d- digging in the desert, those yeah. all those long shots, those sweeping yeah. landscapes, they're beautiful. Um, did you, yeah. did, Greg, did you did you try to make a mental note of where the horizon line was in a in, yes, the, in a post post Fableman's <laughs> viewing? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's funny. That that scene I laughed at because I'm like he he needed to put his costume on like you you know how he was dressed differently and I'm like why are they putting this scene on that he's just like putting his jacket and and the hat on <laughs> like his superpower came from like that like you know like because he could have stayed in the other thing like he's still they're doing that in the background like there's all people are still after you and he's just like. No, nobody sees us digging here. No, no. It's that okay. me, was the craziest put, part about that scene. Let me put everything on. I'm like, wait, no, they're not that far away from you. Like, stay, <laughs> stay incognito. And he's like, no, I need to have my adventure suit on. Like, it was, uh, it was a really interesting. Uh, oh, so that was yeah. a funny scene. But that was one of the scenes that I was about to say about the the special effects. Where he looked kind of like demonic, and like the the storm is happening behind him. That mm. looked a little oh, that cheese. That shot was a little weird. Like yeah, it yeah. almost looks yeah. like what's behind me right now. Like it's just like <laughs> it's like oh, it's a graphic. But I was like, man, they like made him look demonic right there. Like that he's like so obsessed with like trying to find this arc that like he almost got like the mm-hmm. evil in him for a second. Like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that part. I but I love. Go ahead. I guess it still works because it, it, to me, it's like, it's almost like people who are really good at Halloween. Like it has that kind of feel where you're yeah. like, this looks like I can sort of see that this looks cheesy and pretty basic, but like, you know, this, the, the, the spirit behind it is there and it kind of has that, that sort of like ghoulishness <laughs> to it. Sure. Uh, and, and, and it fit, fits perfectly, I think, with the sort of pulpy nature of indiana jones mm. as a series right like it's you know it's based on those the sort of like old-timey adventure serials right and so um and, and so i think it, it works it's a the, it creates a tone and a feel that works for the story and for the characters mm. yeah. yeah i i love indiana jones like when when we said we were going to do this um i was super excited um harrison ford and i share a birthday so i always love indiana jones and i'm like you man like well i wasn't yeah i was born in 82 so i wasn't even born when this movie came out and either i'm having the wrong memories but i always have a distinct memory of seeing the last crusade in the movie theater for some reason really i have to double check with my parents i think you're i think you're painting over that (laughs) There's but no like 89, how like did, did it, 89, 89 yeah that, that, it's possible yeah you're a little young oh yeah, maybe you're right parenting question you might have yeah yeah <laughs> I love yeah I got taken crusade. to Pretty Woman when I was pretty young and I was like mom what's a condom 
I love Last Crusade, but I love Indiana Jones. Like the 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 character himself is just so so fun to me, and um, it's uh, you know you were talking about the hat, Manny. Like, and it's like it becomes like his superpower, right? Like as the series goes on, the hat shows up. I mean, it it blows away that it comes back. Like in Last Crusade, like when he's sitting there after he almost goes over the cliff, and the hat rolls by him and lands in front of him. (laughs) It's just such a funny thing. And you're right, like Greg, like they they're not it's such it's the first film so it reminds me of like rocky one where like we don't know how many we're gonna get yeah we got this one we're putting everything we can into it and we're making this character and then let's take it from there right so but it it was uh, you know there's a lot of fun things about raiders and you know especially in the beginning you got uh alfred uh, molina oh my god that was a great great (laughs) scene for him I want to know what happened to his clothes and why his clothes are all destroyed and Indiana Jones just like ripping his clothes, destroying him. Like it's just crazy. Like, and his assistants are, you know, I would not want to go anywhere he goes. No. Like Mm. anywhere. Mm. He's kind of like, it's funny because first of all, we're talking about an archaeologist who for some reason has a James Bond feel to him. In my my opinion, yeah. And my thing was like, he should be like, what's your name? Jones, yeah, Jones. Like that's how he should like react to some people. And I, and I did read that they like almost wanted to make him more of like a heartthrob kind of like James Bond yeah. thing. Like so apparently he was supposed in one of the scenes when he gets called for the mission. Oh, a woman's supposed to come out of his room or something like a a coed. And when he like, was in the robe, yeah, and the, to, yeah. And Spielberg's like, we don't want him to be a James Bond type. So mm. like, but I'm like, but you kind of are like. You're alluding to that a little bit. Like, he has, like, this, like, James Bond-ish, like, thing. But he's a doofus. He's he's indestructible, apparently, (laughs) because, like, all the assistants die. Everyone next to him just falls apart. It's like like Mr. Magoo. Like, behind him, things are just happening, and he's just like, yeah, all right, got this hat and this leather jacket and this whip. I'm really good to go. Like, what? Like, nothing happens to him. He would never get through TSA now with a gun, a whip, and, like, you know, he's just, like, packing shit to go, like, you know, get stuff, you know. Jen, go ahead. I was going to say, the the scene where he's lecturing to his students is the thing that creeps me out the most now when I rewatch it, Um, especially with the girl who writes Love You on the eyelids. I was just like, and, like, I think think they, they, I mean, they play, like, to to go back to your, it could, he could have been more James Bond the his sort of awkward sort of like like processing of what's happening and sort of being kind of like confused by it i think works Mm -hmm. pretty well um but they def i mean they definitely are trying to set it up like all the students in the class are only there because they have a crush on him and like you know i mean like yeah yeah, because he's so so like dreamy and so so yeah it's interesting they kind of tried to have it both ways where he was both sort of like nerdy professor but also heartthrob Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, they had to sell the movie. <laughs> so, those are, but I think like what Greg was saying, like that we're, we're just getting like they're probably testing the waters. Like we got to do a, a little bit of both to see where this goes, and then maybe the next one, the tone changed a little bit mm-hmm. of how we perceived indie and like what worked and what jokes worked, and you know the storytelling. But hey, it's Steven Spielberg and Lucas. Like this is going to be a great storytelling, right? Like how how bad could have been be right you know yeah. like let's put this movie together we're we're yeah. at that point they were like the prime like tag yeah. team yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so like so, 
Yeah. Amazing. So what were some of your favorite scenes? I would love to, you know, shoot some of those off because I, I have so many that, but I would love to hear other people's like, what are your favorite scenes from Raiders? Greg, you should okay. go first. Yeah. I went through the, <laughs> this thing where I was like, oh, this opening is my favorite scene. And then the fight in Nepal, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite scene. And then, <laughs> then I just kept doing that over and over again. It's like, I forgot all the different sequences and, and they're so insulated that they really could work like little shorts before your movie in a 1920s theater. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the wrong date, but, um, but if I was really <laughs> hard pressed to pick one, um, it's gotta be the truck chase. Um, I don't know. I've sat through a lot of bad Fast and Furious movies and nothing is as like thrilling <laughs> as, as that. And it's like they nailed it way back when. And, um, other movies have actually ripped it off almost directly. I think it was the first transporter had like a lot of the, mm. that same choreography, uh, go through it. Um, but the way, you know, the fact that Indy battles from the horse onto the truck, out of the truck, off the front, underneath the truck, back to the back, <laughs> oh, and then back so up cool. to the front again. And I mean, <laughs> it goes without saying, I'm sure, but you get that indie theme pumping from John Williams. And I'm in. I'm just mm. like smacking yeah. my fist, like, let's do this. You got this. And it's it's just it's such a great sequence. <laughs> He's definitely Vin Diesel in this in this uh, <laughs> could do anything. It's superpowers everywhere. And, <laughs> well, th- and Fast and Furious is not bad. It's a great, no. great, one Just of the best of franchises of this generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like when you think of like my guilty about the, the first three, but like that's what's interesting about like Temple of Doom has like one car chase, but like it's pretty good. But like this one and and Last Crusade, ha- Last Crusade has like multiple vehicle chases, and they're always funny, but they're and they're always good and. They, they really use like kind of everything around them and like that's i love that scene too like i still was like amazed by that stunt of going underneath the car like that that's a great stunt and it it still holds up like watching that and i was like uh really amazed i was i was really distracted though this time because the the guy who was in there the last uh german g- guy was like looked just like uh crocodile dundee and i was just like <laughs> who is this paul Hogan? like i was so distracted i was like is that him and i was like just like typing i'm like oh no it was just a stunt guy that was uh, you know playing playing this other part but yeah no that's that's a really great scene Jen? It's hard for it's hard for me to choose. Yeah, that's why I was I was stalling. I had Greg go first because I was like, oh, it's gonna be hard to choose. <laughs> um, I I really love just the humor of the um, marketplace fight. Yeah. So where where there's you know all the 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 sword sword fighting posturing and then he and then he just he just shoots <laughs> the gun. You know and that I, wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, it wasn't that. That was because Harrison Ford was just really grumpy that they had been filming. For oh, too he, long had gotten, like that, right? uh, he had gotten. He had. Everyone got food, food poisoning. poisoning. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they couldn't get the f- positioning right for the whip to grab the sword because it was supposed to be his. You know, his superpower, the whip. So like, <laughs> he's just like, why don't I just shoot him? And like Spielberg's <laughs> like, yeah, and it, and like that. <laughs> That's a great scene because, like, the punchline of like, "Oh, you brought a, a gun to a knife fight." Like, that was it was awesome. And, but that that whole scene is very cheesy. Like, um, the choreographing with like when who's the woman again in the in the movie? Um, Marion. Marion and him are like fighting, and she's just like kind of like slowly 
hitting the person i'm like oh, <laughs> yeah. come on this is it's bad like that. move on <laughs> and like why yeah. are they like creepily the people in the marketplace are like creepily like touching him but then like leaving and then like once one scene is over it's as if nothing happened like they're no, like man. goldfish they're like oh we're gonna go back to whatever and then like something else happens like oh crazy let's touch him oh we're gonna go back down. I'm like, were they all blind? I'm not really sure. Like, what was like going on, dude? To to yeah. me though, I feel like what makes Indiana Jones as a franchise stand out is that the action itself has a sense of humor. So like that scene yes. to me is emblematic of that. Even just re like rewatching the opening scene, the when he he there's so much hemming and hawing over like he's got to get the the swap of the, the sandbag yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then it still doesn't work. Like, to yeah. me, that's just, like, it's just, it's so funny. And it's, like, yeah, it has that kind of, like, sensibility to it that a lot of other franchises, like, a lot of fr- other franchises take themselves too seriously to do something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely think that, yeah. slight, like, the, the comedy it was great yeah. in it. What does it, it remind you of, Dan? Yeah, Harrison Ford just is a great screamer too. Like when he's just like screaming at Marion to get down and like she's like throwing her around like a rag doll. Though like in previous scenes in Nepal, she's like beating the hell out of people, shooting people. She could totally like drink other, you know, drink guys under the table. And then all of a sudden she's in the marketplace and she forgets how to do everything. And it's just like he, you know, but but like in the beginning too, when he's running towards the plane and this guy who looks like jimmy buffett is just like <laughs> just fishing uh, there's everyone else is getting murdered around him and he's like fishing and then he's screaming he's like Fuck! <laughs> it's like it, it is amazing to kind of like hear him because he's like suave but goofy and like really awkward all at the same time and i guess now that i've been a college professor for so long i'm like Oh, it makes sense. He's like, he's kind of like awkward and weird because, you know, in the back of his mind, he's like, oh my God, like I have so many papers to grade. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm on the worst am I got to get home? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, he's just like, oh my God. He's tied up and he's just like screaming. But in the back of his mind, he's like, oh man, I have so much work when I get home. Like, it's just like, it's so much stuff to do. Oh my god, I'm in so much trouble. Like, how long was he away for? I mean, he takes a lot of sabbaticals. It looks like <laughs> he yeah. takes yeah. a lot of sabbaticals. <laughs> like, does Stealing he bring in? Does he bring like, in that much money to the to the university that they're just like, it's cool. Like, he can go do this stuff. Like, people are signing up and paying their tuition just to be in his class because he's that good. So, like, but, we'll let him do what he's got to do. But like, also, he's a professor that murders people, and yeah. like, you know, people are dying all around him, and then he just goes back to work and like. What's his name? He's Mr. Magoo. He yeah, his like, friend just like chaos you know, covers him. it all up for him. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. okay. Go. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> just steal that indigenous like artifact. Bring it back to us. There's a reason it's being guarded. You're not supposed to be. You don't touch it like at all. But it's you know he. There is a lot of humor in that. Uh, that uh, that's really great. <laughs> when I was watching this time. The just the I because I feel like our attitude towards archaeology as a field has really changed in terms of like you know who's taking which antiquities from where and like why mm-hmm. and like where they end up and who they belong to and all those sorts of post colonial mm-hmm. questions and like and it, I just thought it was hilarious that like I was like ooh like this doesn't really hold up in 2023 because <laughs> he's like taking this 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 golden idol and like 
and they everyone seems cool with it that they're like oh like it's for the museum so that, that it's fine but then and but then it was funny because like the second nazis entered the scene i was like all yeah. right we're back like it's okay yeah. like you know what i mean yeah, yeah, it's because yeah, like he's yeah. trying to take it before the nazis take it then it's then it's totally fine oh, oh you and froze my, up jen lights just went out hello <laughs> everybody else is frozen no i'm good Greg. yeah Ah, Jen. Jen is frozen on mine too, but Jen, you're frozen. You're frozen, Jen. She loves indie too hard. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, she her just power. Talking. Her power went out. Oh no. Oh no. Okay, so her power. So she'll be back. Okay, so we're gonna continue. <laughs> All right. So, so I, I, I was, I was gonna go ahead. Man. Yeah, Nazis. That's funny because a lot of it. There's a lot of. Uh, that, don't they talk about Nazis basically on the in the third one too? Oh, it's a yep. huge Nazis are a big part of right. it. It's like a yeah. huge like they were like burning books and stuff in one of them, right? They were like um Hitler is in like yeah, the Hitler, third one. Hitler just himself <laughs> yeah. is in there. It's always been a funny yeah, thing a, this this has been repositioned as like a family franchise. So like there's a Lego video game, maybe two of this. But they don't put Nazis in the video game. They're just like generic soldiers because you're like, yeah, kids can't be playing a video game full of Nazis, you know, at that. No, age. yeah, yeah. You wait till they're. 12. I mean, the flag oh, is, man. the flag <laughs> is everywhere. Like yeah. they were like yeah. really like, oh, we, we need to like establish this as like the most evil like you know character in the movie is well, what's going on in behind the scenes here. And they taught a monkey to do like the Nazi oh salute, God. which was like when I saw it, I was like, "Whoa!" I totally forgot about that. Like, they had to train this monkey to do that. Like, that was someone's job yeah. to do that shit. Yeah, yo, the monkey was a good like actor, weeks. man. Monkey was great. <laughs> the, yeah. the monkey, the monkey did well in this movie. I was like, I, I thought I was watching the Aladdin scene in the uh, marketplace because he was like, he was a better Abu than the recent Abu. I, I got <laughs> like, he was good. I mean, he was a ter- terrible, terrible guy. To, what I thought was funny with um, even after what you know when Indy thought uh, she died and he's yeah. drinking and the the monkey's there, like Indy still doesn't know the monkey's not on his side. No, like no. the monkey played <laughs> played the role of a spy like amazingly, yeah. amazingly, yeah. Yeah. and then dies from eating a date. Like they killed the monkey off from eating a date. Such a good scene. Now, what do you think those dates were to poison Indy, or was it just like it just so happened to be bad dates there? No, they poisoned them. Poisoned them. Yeah, there's a shot of them. So like sprinkling a little poison on them. Oh, there was. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. Oh, you missed that. The guy with the eye patch just poured poison all over them like a big bottle of poison <laughs> not the guy that was telling them the reading of the thing no the monkey the monkey's owner yeah ah i didn't i missed that i think that's when i fell asleep no the <laughs> monkey's <laughs> owner poured that. a big bottle that. of poison on the dates <laughs> oh okay because i was yeah. like the monkey just so then the monkey's owner basically killed its own his own monkey monkey Oh. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't care. <laughs> no, he didn't. He no. did not care about that monkey. I loved no. that monkey. At first, I didn't like him, but like I turned to like him. Are you because he was a such a great actor right now? I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> they should. They should have. They should just have like the the monkey was a great spy. I mean, come on, he kept it going. Like the I I still think it's amazing that he was drinking with Indy after like when Indy's like sobbing, thinking that what's her name died, and like 
he's the monkey didn't lose lose character. So I, I loved it. He was good. And that was probably very hard to train that monkey. So Yeah. Jen's back. Yeah, Jen. sorry. So my, power, my power went out. It was just, it was it's funny because you the, were talking about Nazis and uh, and and you brought like the, the arc into it. They were like, for me. It off. <laughs> yeah, Greg was mentioning that even in the Lego movies, they don't bring up the soldiers. They're just shoulder, uh, soldiers. They're not. They don't bring up the fact that it's like oh. Nazis. Yeah, 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 in the Lego yeah. video games or whatever. I, and part of that, I think, is because in Germany, you're no longer allowed to sell anything bearing the Nazi symbol. So they kind of take right. it all, scrub it out so it can be an international release. But but it is ah. I mean, I, I I don't this is probably apocryphal. This is just I read the Internet too much. But I believe Steven Spielberg said after he made Schindler's List, he's like, I can't do a like fun non Nazi romp again. Uh. Like he's kind of realized the gravitas of it. So we get. The fourth Indiana Jones, which is you know mm. beings from another world and Russians and so on, not Nazis anymore. Ah, uh. Interesting. That's why I went there. <laughs> I was not happy with the but aliens. But for thing. Dial of Destiny, aren't we back to Nazis? But we're not Spielberg. Maybe I think <laughs> we are. Oh right. Okay, oh yeah, we're fair. not Spielberg. Yep. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So uh, in terms of like you know. I feel like Marion is like one of the best characters uh, over the three, the the first three, like in terms of like female characters. I mean, she's, I love that actress anyway. She's amazing. And the, her character, Marion is just, I, I it would have been great to see her more. I mean, of course, since she's in the, I mean, that fourth one, whatever <laughs> that is, but like it was, she's so good in, every scene that she's in and the chemistry between those two are is amazing i mean as you know as for comedy for action for for everything i think like when i when i remember raiders i do remember a lot of scenes with her especially the the mirror scene when she smashes him in the face which <laughs> made me laugh so hard because i'm like he screams so loudly and then she's like what like he just like <laughs> screamed so loudly and he got smashed in the head by uh, with a mirror um but like yeah marion was so good i i this movie definitely needed you know her energy in it and i feel like you know in every scene you know especially because like she's she's really tough like how she like you know it dr was drinking in that scene with the french guy and then pulls that knife on him uh <laughs> but like she really is like never i feel like they have her there like in the quote-unquote having to be rescued but marion's not a person that needs to be rescued like she's has her own bar in nepal and she's like taking care of business you know until indiana jones gets there and he gets burned down i mean literally he's super bad luck he is. I'm, I'm telling you, anything he touches goes to. It's how, like I would run away from him if I saw him. I'd be like, no, we're not gonna go with him because only he will survive. Everyone else is gonna get like he. She almost. They, if they didn't switch the basket, she'd be dead. Like she yeah. almost mm -hmm. died there. Like mm -hmm. yeah. all because of Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. They don't like. They weren't after her. They were after him. Yeah. Okay. And his, his selfish greed of getting this thing that ends up in a box at the end of the the movie. He doesn't yeah. even like do anything with it. <laughs> Does he get paid for these missions, or is he just doing this out of like, oh, this is just fun for him? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, sabbatical, except you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, at the at the beginning, he definitely mentions like, I need two thousand dollars. 
Right. So he gets funded. Okay. His his adventures yeah. get funded by somebody. Mm. Got it. Yeah. By Marcus. So he Marcus by, so yeah. he gets the objects. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Okay. So Marcus just like funds this guy's like I just want to go do a couple of things, purge basically, like kill a bunch of people, <laughs> steal a thing, and then like come back and be like, all right, cool, I'm good. <laughs> like, does he write books? Do you think? Is that the cat? Like, does he, did he uh, did he write about his adventures? Uh, I mean, he's question. a dean by the end of the fourth one, so I feel like he oh, must right. have gotten at least a few <laughs> journal articles out over time. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, he's... but that means once he got there, he was cruising, and he's like, "I don't need to do any other work anymore. I can just do what no. I want." Yeah, yeah. I I was struck by Marion this time around too, and one of the questions I had is like, she's not often included in the conversation about, say, Princess Leia and Ripley, and I was like, why mm. why is she left out of that conversation? And some of it I think is what what you were just alluding to that you know she's sometimes playing the kind of shrieking somebody come save me role, but the other scenes are so strong I would put her in that conversation. Mm. Um, and maybe she's just she didn't stick around in everybody's imagination since she only was in the one movie while those other heroes came back mm. over and over again. I'm not sure. Yeah, because Temple of Doom is a prequel. So like they really kind of like go back and they go again, like they go backwards and then they go forwards again. So her character story gets kind of mixed up in like the writing mm. of the, of the whole thing anyway. And she kind of just gets, you know erase from the lineage of the of the movie which is weird because like how it ends like you're just like oh they're together they'll be on another adventure she'll be in it it's like nope we're not seeing her ever again until someone decided to make a fourth one with aliens like that's when we'll see her and and so like it's really weird to kind of have a character that has such a strong presence in the film literally not show up again you know, it would be like, I keep bringing up Rocky. It's like Adrian and Rocky one. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, forget her. Rocky two. Like, we're just, you know, mm. who cares? Like, do, you know, does anyone know if there was a production reason for that? Like, did she not want to do them anymore? Or that could have been, that could have definitely been a reason. Like, cause like they might've had that, to pivot if she was like, I can't do these movies anymore. That's a good mm. trivia thing. Like, yeah. Did she get offered it? And she was like. I don't like where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. I don't like the writing of it. Like I, I want to do other things with my career. You know, maybe she was at a different point or she couldn't shoot when they wanted to shoot. And that's why they did this. And they were like, all right, well then we're not going to make it, you know, we're not going to have the same woman uh, interest in it every time. So we're going to, you know, but then in the fourth one, they're like, we should bring it back and get people nostalgic. And like, mm. remember the first one. So like they, like, I wonder if she was going to be in the, the next one well here's the thing like i'm well, looking it up now and it says spielberg and lucas told um alan that intended they intended to make three movies but that her character would likely only appear in the first movie um she was yeah. fine with that uh she considered herself a bohemian new york actress and didn't want to be tied down to sequels so they uh, so okay. i guess she's like was quite all right with not having to be in other indiana jones films but maybe they're also like going back to the whole james bond thing like that he's supposed to kind of be like He's more in love with the adventure than he is mm-hmm. with a love interest. Like he can't, he doesn't like to be yeah. tied down. Because if you remember the one with the alien, what was the fourth? <laughs> what, what is the alien the one? Fourth one. The fourth one. Crystal yeah. skull. Like they get married at the end, right? Like and like they were trying to make it that the hat went to Shia LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> like he was supposed to be the next like 
indie, but like yeah. that just didn't, none of that worked out. Also, they chose an actor who also is Bohemian, doesn't want to do like sequels Anything. anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. that yeah. guy's just like in random stuff. So like, <laughs> why would you choose that? Like, if you're gonna try to do any of that, you should go to an actor that likes to be in sequels and like mm-hmm. in a franchise. Mm-hmm. Call it Chris. They chose him. <laughs> I, I think this movie had some great fighting scenes, and I think Harrison Ford takes a beating really well. Like his character gets beat up quite a lot and it's, it's really great. And he's just, and I think that's where the comedy comes in. Like when he's fighting the, that big buff guy around the plane, you know, I mean, he's just getting knocked down. And again, that just reminds everyone, Oh, this guy is just, he's a college professor. He's not, he's not James Bond. He's not a spy. He's a guy uh, like that is, he's an archeologist and, you know, and we're looking archaeology yeah it's like someone who is someone who like goes on these crazy adventures and isn't like basically a paleontologist like in jurassic park just digging up bones and stuff like he it would be like in that movie if he carried a gun and was chasing things around well i mean they were getting chased around by i mean he got pretty badass in jurassic park well yeah he had to but he didn't know that that was gonna happen indiana jones is expecting that but indiana jones is expecting that he packs a gun he's like i'm gonna need this when i go try to find this artifact you know what i mean and that's what's interesting but yeah he he makes the the fighting scenes are so good because they are humorous at the same time that as they are like action-packed at the same time i think that big guy who's in it gets killed twice he plays two characters and actually gets gets murdered twice in that in the movie <laughs> there was like a trivia on that that he but was like he, a wrestler and he's in all three and he put, so, so yeah. he's the the uh slave master in the second one i know and i forget what oh, he is God. in the third so so yeah he gets a big death in each one he's the guy in temple of doom gets crushed in the roller and yeah oh. yeah that guy <laughs> that's why oh. imagine that like you're like playing you're just like yeah i, I get like... invited to all the Sorry, I, I think what there happened? was a delay. Uh, my internet froze for a second again. I'm like, no, no, stay with us. Um, okay. <laughs> I I love that plane scene because I just remember for the first time I saw it, just the idea that they're fighting around the rotating plane, just from a like sort of fight choreography yeah. perspective. Like, it, you know, it reminds me of like the inventiveness of like Jackie Chan films, or now we have John Wick films that mm. kind of do something similar, where it's like the 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 plane is really only there to complicate the fight. Right. Um, yeah. And the fact that they have to kind of like duck and fight around it. And I always thought, I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool because then you could make like a, a stage, a play of this movie because it, the plane <laughs> isn't moving. It's just going like this. So you could keep the, the plane in the, and which I probably believe that there was a plane in the Disney show because of that. Like you could keep the thing there just going in a circle and mm-hmm. use it as a prop instead of like the plane actually taking off and doing other things and stuff. I like yeah. it. it. Greg, you, really you well. recently saw the, the show at Disney World, right? Eh, kind of. Um, so we went there. We were all seated. We were all ready to go. I was sitting in the audience of that show and I pre-ordered my tickets for the next indie movie, which just felt like the world's most perfect thing. But yeah. it, was, it started to thunder and lightning. So they only did the temple portion. Which I I love that show. I think I've probably sat for that show like eight times and only seen it all together once, like perfectly. No. Otherwise, some piece dies every time I go. There is 
uh, two different <laughs> times, like four years apart, but the plane wouldn't work at the end. So they didn't show that scene. But, but, you know, Manny, I think you mentioned like that is such a vibrant part of this. People who have been to, I mean, MGM or now Hollywood studios, like the fact that they really roll the boulder and the marketplaces there and all that, it, mm-hmm. it totally works. And I think it's, it's part of what made it so sticky in my mind, like how much I love this movie over time. Mm. Yeah, the um that whole scene, the out of control airplane, like that actually, uh, according to some trivia, like ran over Harrison Ford's knee, uh, and it tore a ligament in his left leg. And they were lucky that the uh, tires were kind of the heat kind of made them the tires soft enough that it didn't crush his leg. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and and that's the thing about these these movies. Like when I think of like these older movies like this, like the the practical stunts and the practical effects, like pretty dangerous right like i mean like they had to do that stunt like you you can't fake it there's like no real cgi at that point that could do something like you have to have people on set to do i mean you had to have a guy go under a truck right you had to have that happen they had to dig a trench under that truck so that he was low enough to get underneath that and then some of the shots apparently uh with uh, Indiana Jones being dragged behind a truck. That was Harrison Ford, like in some of those shots, being dragged behind a truck. So there, you in in the eighties, in the nineties, you had to make these films. Like you have to have these stunts, right? That's why I think, like with Tom Cruise, when you go to like you see Maverick and things like that, it's it's interesting to see because we're so used to huge CGI like movies that like some people when they saw Maverick, they were like underwhelmed because like it was a lot more practical and they were like Mm -hmm. oh like but the actual work that went into making something like that happen is like wait you there are people that were underwhelmed watching that movie i know some people you know this for real (laughs) they need to come on the show because that's crazy manny's like what are their names that is crazy like i i saw the making of that film and it's insane like what tom cruise doesn't need to do what he does obviously but he's crazy and like i'm doing it i'm tom cruise but like i agree with you dan that like the the practical effects is what makes you love this movie so much and like you know spielberg got those shots and wanted you to feel that you were underneath that truck like if it was like a a far shot and you just Mm -hmm. like oh that was a stuntman we wouldn't be as excited. Like the storytelling isn't as good then, mm-hmm. you know, and like I, that could also say, could also answer like why people like the original star Wars that we watched versus like the newer ones, because of like, mm-hmm. it's all CGI and you're just like, okay, it's cool. It's great to see. But like, I didn't lose my, I I'm still stuck in reality and I'm like, not just getting lost in my imagination. Like where this was like, I'm in the movie. I'm for it. Like, yeah, mm. he's he's so good that he's underneath this truck and he's not getting trampled by this truck. Like <laughs> where you just kind of like like suspend your disbelief, basically. And I think it's uh, Steven Spielberg has a great way of doing that. And I and I, I, he was my favorite director growing up. I've done. I remember doing like papers on him. I went to school for film <laughs> because of Steven Spielberg. Now I'm not doing anything with that. I own a brewery. Shameless plug. Dan put in the put it put in the advertising now drop. <laughs> oh yeah, we're not doing drops anymore. Oh, but um, yeah. but like, I I it, it just allowed for better storytelling. I think people. Mm-hmm. The tough thing about the new AI stuff is like, if you rely too much on the AI, you're not getting authentic human like 
emotion or just storytelling out of it. Mm. You got you got to find a marriage to it. And I think having mm. the practical effects is like all the movies that we talk about and why are we stuck in that nostalgic age? I think a lot of it has to do with like practical effects. Mm. Like mm. that like in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, first one, independent one. Amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amazing. You couldn't do that now. There's no way you feel the same with uh, with the Michael Bay ones. It's they're terrible. They're just, you you're just like oh this is like fun, but it's like it's all CGI and like oh whatever it's cool it's it's fun it's loud or whatever. But like you didn't get into it as much as you did the original. I mean maybe Jen and Greg don't like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the first one, but like I think it's <laughs> how such dare a you? No. no, I love those. I love I love those <laughs> yeah, original yeah. movies. They're great. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, I'm sure so. that if I showed them to my kids, they'd be terrified. Because I, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I yeah, feel like yeah. just their character character design is a lot like, I don't know, like scarier than probably intended, or well, that would yeah. be well, acceptable now. I the mean, rat. Casey Jones himself. Casey yeah. Jones actually like the way he beats people up with a hockey stick in the middle of Central Park. Like he's hitting people in the face with a goalie stick. And yeah. I remember when we rewatched that. I was like. Oh my God! Like, oh, they made New York dirty. Like that was like New <laughs> yeah. York was like. If Raphael didn't show up, he was going to murder those guys in yeah. the park. So yeah. I think it's like you get away with a lot more during that time, but you can also make things way realer, and you can really amp up a PG or a PG thirteen. Like mm-hmm. Alien came out in nineteen seventy nine, so like you're thinking like people are doing stuff that is pushing the the limits beyond like this, and I feel like. I love a big adventure film, and I think that's what's fun about Indiana Jones. It's a big adventure film, you know? Um, did you yeah, guys other- think it was long, or did you, like... It didn't, it didn't feel, feel long. Was- I mean, I I think compared to movies now that we often complain are overstuffed because they're over three hours, the fact that this is, like, a, a tight two or a little less than two is, is you know, made me nostalgic for when movies were averaged at two hours instead of three. I mean, yeah. Like- yeah. 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 I remember like you knew a, you knew when a bad movie was around when it was 90, like, like um, it was like less than 90 minutes. You're like, oh, this movie's not that great. They needed to wrap it up. But like a two hour movie, that's you used to sit around for a two hour movie. You paid 10 bucks to sit a movie, uh, see a movie. Yeah. It was like crazy. Yeah. So I, I wasn't like bored. I mean, I, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is still going on. Bored. <laughs> but I also fell asleep and then I had to watch it. Like I said, during the pre thing, I fell asleep as like in midway through, and then I was like, "Oh, I gotta, you know, do this again." I'm like, "Oh, that movie was quick!" Like, "Oh," but I also, you know, watched. I think it was like an hour and fifteen minutes, and then I watched the rest of it the next day. Mm-hmm. What about you, Greg? You think it was long? It's funny because it didn't like when I saw it was an hour fifty six. I had the same reaction Jed just said. I was like, "Oh, I just." I mean, I love the second Spider Verse, but I was like, "That was two hours and twenty minutes of story." Holy I'm like, "Oh shit!" Uh, and it's like, "Oh man!" Like they got a in and out in under two hours, and then like you realize how long it luxuriates in the moments you forget. So like they're on mm. the in the boat cabin for a really long time, or they like the the submarine arrives and it's a long time between that and when you're on the mountain and it's like oh I forgot about yeah. all of that because your mind jumps between yeah. those kind of kinetic sections that really drive it yeah. and and are the most memorable. So I think looking <laughs> back at it at the end, I was like, man, mm. there's so much here. It does feel much longer. I I, I would probably guess like two ten two fifteen if you asked me before seeing the runtime what it was. Wow. Dude, he was so powerful, he caught up to a submarine. Like, he <laughs> swam to a submarine. Let's I just talk about that. that. Like, when the guy's like, where is he? And he's on a submarine, and this music chimes in. You're like, yeah, yeah you're like, no. <laughs> like, there's no way. There's no way. 
I, I have a question for all of you, if you're willing to think about it. What in this movie, right, since we're focusing on Raiders, what in this movie you think reflects what has made the character of Indiana Jones endure over time? Mm. <sighs> I mean, number one has to be the costume. I mean, you know, I, I think of the guy who played Boba Fett being like, yeah, the costume did all the work. Uh, so mm. do you see how I pretended I didn't know his name was Jeremy Bullock, even though that's like deeply ingrained in my <laughs> skull. Uh, but uh so I think the costume makes him so iconic. You just look at Harrison Ford with his swagger in that. It's also funny to remember. Greg, you got to put the hat on. Put the hat oh, on. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, you can't uh, say that as your answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. It's so funny to think about how it was almost Tom Selleck, and it was going to be Tom Selleck, and then oh, they couldn't negotiate right. the Magnum PI contract with CBS, so they settled for mm-hmm. Harrison Ford, which is funny. Um, but then the second thing I would say is um, – kind of the quippiness um my favorite line maybe from indy in this movie is uh when sala's like how are you going to catch the truck he's like i don't know i'm making this up as i go along um and it's like that quippiness and then later it's not the years it's the mileage like these are like insanely iconic lines that just make you love him even though we don't even get to know him that well in this movie i don't think really no Mm. we don't that's true yeah I like when he uh, t- threatens the Bullock in the um, in the cafe there when he says something about like meeting God. He's like, "Well, let's go see him together." I have nothing, but I'm like, he's such a <laughs> so he's crazed and like he's he's a good guy, but he's like a, not a bad guy, but he's like he's Indiana Jones. Like he doesn't he's not picking a side, but he does pick a side. But he does like he's like in there, but but yeah, he said some he says some of the most hilarious and weird things but i think that has to do with harrison ford like harrison ford is very understatedly hilarious he is one of the funniest people and even when you watch like press junkets that he's done like when he did the blade Runner press junkets with um ryan gosling those are some of the funniest things like they could go on like the road as a comedy duo like those two are so we're so funny he's just he's just like a he cares but like he's in a i don't care about this attitude and because of that like he just you know he's just amazing i don't think it would have worked with tom Selleck the same way no you know he would have to be first of all tom Selleck would have had to done it in shorts too he would have had to do it in shorts (laughs) showing off those thighs and like you know that that would would, would be i think i think um it's definitely harrison ford that does it i i think he have you seen the new show on Apple? It's shrinking. He plays yeah. a. He's great in it. I, I find him hilarious. Like his one-liners do it all. That that Greg, that line that you said, like it's not the years. It's the, the, the mileage. Yeah, he made that. That's ad libbed. That wasn't oh. in the script. So like, you got to give it to him. Like I mean, he plays himself in every single movie. But like when he's <laughs> given like a serious slash comedy role, it's gold. It's gold. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I just like it. I just like, I want it to be like, no, this movie, you know, this, we're about to, we're going to wrap this up because I know I heard Dan's uh, alarm go off, but like, we're about to put it to test. And I, I want it to be like, no, this just, just stays nostalgic. It's like, it's like kind of cheesy, but like, but then I'm like, man, I actually like it. I had a fun time. Like, it reminded me of like, well, movies didn't have to be so serious. Like mm. and, and you're just like in that movie in that time you're in that 
space. Like I said, mm. you you suspend your disbelief. And if you could do that to me and like I could just be like, I'm just in this world. I'm in the Anna Jones world. I'm in a comic book. Like this like I could picture like the 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 the, the, the pictures of like the art, the concept art of this movie. And like mm. that, you could make this a TV show. And I think they had a cartoon, right? Indiana Jones, like Junior cartoon, did they? Like, I, don't... I don't think it was a cartoon, but it was the young, it was a TV show. Young, young, young Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they should have made an animated series. Like in my, <laughs> like it, they could have. Like it, it's that good that it could be. Like he's could be like this character that we just watched every Saturday yeah. morning as, as a kid. So like, yeah. I, I'm going to jump and say this thing passes the test and that's why <laughs> it's still going. So like, well, yeah. well so. Jen, I want to hear too, like you, and you asked a really good question. What do you think too? like keeps the makes this character? So like resonate so well, I, th- I think part of it is, I mean, everything everyone just said spot on. Uh, but I think that what I can add to that probably is, the when, thinking about how he's built as a character, regardless of Harrison mm. Ford, though I totally agree that like this does not work without Harrison Ford. Um, but just thinking about like the idea that he hates snakes, you know, like take like that seems like a like just a bit, but it's like that's what makes his character not flat. You know what I mean? It's like stuff like that, um, and, and kind of how he's like overconfident and also bumbling sometimes. Like, it, and I and I feel like the way that his character has been has been built has like surprising amounts of depth mm-hmm. for, for then more than necessary, right? And I think so. So I think part of it is that where it's like he's he's got quirks to him that make him kind of stand out. And like to to go back to what what uh manny was saying about uh, about harrison ford i feel like famously he he often has said that indiana jones is his favorite character that he's played mm-hmm. right um more than han solo uh and that how like he was you know the the rumor was that he was like very quick to want to kill off han solo and that, but but indiana jones he like want you know he's doing another movie mm-hmm. at the age of whatever right uh and so if we think about we compare those two characters specifically mm-hmm. Right. I think while Han Solo has an incredible arc of being like apathetic to joining the rebellion. Right. And like he's kind of like the, you know, the scruffy nerf herder, like the scoundrel. But I feel like Indiana Jones as a character has a lot more heart mm. um, and is like a little bit like just a couple clicks more earnest. Like he's mm. overconfident and cocky, but then he's also like the nerdy professor and like, you know, he's he's has those those quips. Where he's just kind of, which Han Solo has lots of quips also, but I feel like the tone of them in Indiana Jones is less sarcastic and more just funny. I guess yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this it's I hard totally to it's hard agree. to nail down, but it's uh, there's something yeah. there when you look at those two characters and you try to compare them because they have some overlap. Like you can see yeah. why Harrison Ford is cast as both of them, but at the same time they're pretty different. I totally agree because he is he's so human like even in that even though it wasn't supposed to be just him shooting the guy with the sword that to me makes her makes indiana jones like a human character because he's like oh wait i i don't have to do this okay what and the way he he mouths some word he doesn't just do it he's like and then he just turns around it's kind of like the way like when i when i was a kid and I found out that Superman can shoot lasers out of his eyes. I'm like, why isn't he just doing that all the time? Like, why isn't he just doing that? Like, in, in this in this case, it was just like, 
oh wait you packed a gun just just you could you could use it and it's like well let's just do that and the snakes thing is like amazing i mean every time i mean right in the beginning when the snake is in the plane snakes on plane but like he (laughs) he starts just screaming he's like jack (laughs) what's that like it just like it, it just you just saw a bunch of people get killed and then there's this comedy beat and, and like mm. i think that and it's weird like even in john wick there's little little subtle humor when like they talk to each other and like the continental they like they have these like exchanges like you forget that yes these like cold-blooded assassins are also people and like that works where like yeah, it just like it just is such an interesting character. He he, you I think you you hit the nail on the head with that. Like you know, it's just he's so human. Like, but, but also if we think about the movies, I would call Indiana Jones films action adventure. Mm-hmm. I would not call John Wick action adventure. No, right? like that no. doesn't make any sense, right? And so I feel like that that's kind of where the nostalgia for Indiana Jones comes in too, because mm. there's it's almost like a genre that we don't totally get anymore. I think the closest yeah. we probably get are maybe maybe mcu movies but those are so wrapped up in a larger story and and Mm. superhero movies right it's like a whole it's like that's the primary genre it doesn't like and the quippiness is like serving the larger superhero plot whereas this is like let's go on an adventure we have a goal we have some adversaries like Mm. there's a bunch of action action set pieces and some quips like like there's we don't I, i i'm struggling to think of you know in the 21st century like what what are the movies the Jumanji, maybe I guess the red last Jumanji film, like the Mummy movies, like those I feel like were the the one of the last. And uh, what is the movie National Treasure? Nash- yeah, Nicholas I was thinking Cage? National yeah, Treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a lot yeah. of imitators of indie. So much more mm. recently, uh, the Tomb Raider movies are obviously pretty derivative. But uh, Uncharted last year was like oh, right. we can do Indiana Jones. It's like you really can't do Indiana Jones. So, no. Uh, no. so like Tom I, I Tom Holland. They, not they tried support. and they can't find it. Yeah, Marky Mark, <laughs> sorry, sit down, son. Uh, go find the Funky Bunch and get get out of here. Uh, so, uh, it's not I, good I, vibrations. <laughs> that's why I have hope for this. I hope they capture a little of that magic this time around. But I think it's it's going to be really hard because you know the producer Frank Marshall once said they um, were always chasing the opening sequence. It's like they never quite found a way to match the energy of that first 10, 15 minutes ever again. And I I love Mm. all the indie movies, but it's like, yeah, they kind of always were just looking for that sense of adventure and and never quite found it. (laughs) Remember, even they had a good opening, I think. What about the young indie? What about the the one with Temple Doom? I thought like the the cart, the train cart, that had a good like That was in Crusade. Mm. Crusade, that's what it was. Yeah, the the tr- not the train, the like the the two person train thing when they were like, oh, like mine oh cart, that, mine in, in the mining cart. Mine cart. Yeah. Sorry, but like the in the cart. beginning, like in the first the be- ten minutes of the film, like in Last Crusade, you had like River Phoenix, like yep. uh, that first like kind of the in the that huge train jumping from train to train, and then the magic cart. Well, that was like my favorite part. And there's a, a cart full of snakes. <laughs> And it yeah, is a car full of, of snakes. You're like, oh, yep. there it is. That's why. And he's his screaming was so matched to like Harrison Ford screaming. It was like really <laughs> well played. But um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I could talk about Indiana Jones forever. I, I, I the, the bewilderment of choosing a whip is so weird to me. Like I, I it's, <laughs> like it is all like so weird. But yeah, 
So good. Yeah, but, but it helps him out all the time. Yeah. It does. Like he needs it to swing, you know, like he gets weapons, he gets things. I mean, it's it's a good doesn't he use it? Um no, that's when he threw the sand for the <laughs> holy grail. Like throws the sand to get the invisible bridge. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh, such a good movie. I can't wait to do the rest of them, but not the Every not one the of them alien was just one. Fun. Like, the alien was one was cool. like what killed me in the alien one was like the opening scene the when he. No, not only that, like <laughs> he jumps in a in a uh, a freezer to <laughs> to survive an atomic uh, explosion, <laughs> and I was like, you should not tell people that that's okay. <laughs> like, that's <not> okay. <laughs> well, it's way better than going under your desk, I guess. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. True, true, yeah. true, true, true. <laughs> oh, that, man. that was crazy. Yeah, right. I don't I'm kind of are you guys looking forward to it? Like like that it's going to be better than the fourth one? Or do you mm. think it's going to just be like okay, they did it, it was a money grab kind of thing? Uh, all I'm hoping for is better than the fourth. That's where I'm setting my incredibly low bar. If we can go out on a slightly better note than we did previously, then I'm satisfied. You have my popcorn money, all that. Um, do I think it will be anywhere near the first three? I, I really don't. I, I mean, kudos for trying, but I just don't think it can get there. Yeah. I hope that they have like the comedy of like how old he is. Like they're going to have to they play have to. on that. Yeah. You know, like that. That like he's he's still doing this and still like able to like beat people up and be a superhero even at yeah. this age. So yeah. I think yeah. that'd be great if they play that because like everyone's thinking it. So why not? Like that's the type of movie that would like say something to like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. almost play the joke up to yeah. the, ca- the the yeah. audience. So the the you know word on the street from critics is that this is very much like the force awakens where it is tapping into the nostalgia of the originals Mm -hmm. and sort of like, you know, repeating beats from, from the, the original movies, but it doesn't really do anything beyond that. Like it's like a very Mm -hmm. safe nostalgia play. I feel like, yeah, it's a money. We, uh, (laughs) PT, PT and, and I on the long take review. So PT is my other go to co-host. We spent like 40, 40 minutes probably talking about the roller coaster (laughs) of expectations that we've been on. Um, after, after the, the Cannes Film Festival and then all the critics just like tore apart the movie. Um, (laughs) so. Wow. It's so weird because like the nostalgia part of like the last few years, like people are really like, like, Manny and I like we're going to release and or maybe it's out now. I have no idea the order of the releases, but <laughs> the Mario movie like that to me was just straight, just like we're doing this. Like here's a bunch of video game cutscenes, and you all remember this, right? Same thing with like um, the Rescue Rangers thing, uh, and you know a bunch of things. And and I know and just shout out one of our episodes, the Rocky Six episode, the Rocky Balboa episode. That was a strict nostalgia grab like they were like all right rocky Mm. five was trash we can't do any worse than that it's an impossibility can only get better from here let's get the original music back in let's go back to philadelphia let's do all the things that we made that made rocky one and two work and yet let's just do that and i feel like that's gonna make the audiences happy and it might not make might not make the critics happy which like really like how many critics are gonna make the box office like they 
they're, they're not even buying a ticket. So it really... <laughs> As a small business a owner, I would have to say that who cares about the critics? And just, <laughs> just make just make your audience happy. Like, they're, they're trying to make up for the fourth one, and I, I'm okay with that. Like, just come back and be like, oh, listen, we know this is what you wanted, and this is what we should have given to you before. We were thinking we were going to, like, pass this on. We're not passing it on. We're going to finish <laughs> it off here. Maybe they are passing it on, maybe to a better person, or like a person who's, like, more solid in wanting to be a franchise but like they shouldn't and they should just be here you go and we should all cry and be like i can't believe it and this is great like i want the nostalgia let's yeah. go you know yeah. come on yeah if you're gonna do a, this like I, i'm okay with it like easter egg all day long come on let's yeah. uh, mario <laughs> did i love the mario movie because i thought it was just like it just fed the easter egg like yes yes this that all oh, the all these did you guys see it see it Yes. The Mario movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you like did you enjoy it? I I, I yeah. thought it was pretty good. Like I Yeah, it it's not reaching the heights. I mean, this is really hard to to comment on after having just watched a Spider-Verse because that is just like the pinnacle I heard of it an, was amazing. Anima- it's amazing. It's the pinnacle of animated storytelling. Um uh, Greg and I are actually going to be recording a podcast in two days about <laughs> about, <laughs> about this very movie. Um, but so I think it's hard because it's hard to compare when you have something like that where the storytelling is is so great and so sophisticated and uh, but then it also has the kind of like you know everything you would want from a Spider Man story. You know, Mario Brothers I think is like I mean. I took my kids. It was my son's first movie he ever saw in a movie theater. Oh, and wow. they had they had a great nice. time. They're they're kind of afraid of Bowser, but they had a great time. <laughs> um and so I think it it got the job done. Like I think and and my husband John who's a retro video game collector, you know, he's very attached to Nintendo and the Mario franchise. He was happy. He was like hmm. he was like the you know, this this really it felt like it gave me what I wanted and hmm. You know, the Easter eggs were great and, it, you know, it was a fun time at the movies. And, and and I think for me, it was like Mario being able to like his one main characteristic is like he never he can just respawn and never gives up like spiritually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and how that kind of mirrors what happens when you're actually playing a Mario Brothers game. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I thought that was really clever. And I, to me, yes. that was the mm-hmm. one thing I latched onto where I was like, that's good. That was a good idea. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just wow. another good example of when the score kicked in, and you're like, "Yes, like, <laughs> yeah." Like it, the music did so much work, and they they really nailed it in that. And it was a it was mm-hmm. a ton of fun. And I went in just expecting a good ninety minutes, and I got a great ninety minutes. And I, I think you're right. It's okay for us not to be serious and not to look for like super deep meanings. Let's just have a little fun mm-hmm. and a little nostalgia. So, yeah. Well. Yeah. Talking about nostalgia, let's put this movie to the nostalgia test. Did you see that? Did you see how I did that? that <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw where you were going with it, Dan. <laughs> so are are we, we going here... in a in a filing cabinet like people are carrying us in a warehouse? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was waiting yeah. for Fox and Scull- Fox Mulder and Scully to walk by. Like that's yeah. where I feel like that should be the next step. There should be a crossover mm. of like I feel like Indiana Jones was creating the X Files, and then you have the X Files, and like. I mean, I yeah. don't know. Maybe there's someone out there that just heard that. And like, there's like a fan theory that that yeah. exists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're here. We're about to put this to the test, um, and we could start. You know, we'll start with our guest Jen. We'll start with you, and then Greg, and then Manny, and then I'll go. So Jen, nostalgia test. 
I think this 100% passes the test. I think <laughs> it's it still gave me all the all the feel good feelings that I had when I was watching it um, before. And you know, sure there there are some that you know, but <laughs> it, it has aged a little bit, like so, like we were talking about earlier. But I feel like for the most part, you know, it's not the years; it's the mileage, right? So I think the mileage <laughs> on this is still good. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of wonky special effects. I don't think the melting faces are going to terrify anybody anymore. Uh, Jen already mentioned the kind of problematic colonialism. Let's throw in some rough Middle Eastern stereotypes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We 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 didn't mention that I think by the creator's book, Marion was twelve to fourteen when Indy and her had their original affair. Oh, so that's right. a little, that's a little even... rough. That's a little rough. I mean, that's built yeah. into the dialogue. She says, like, I was a child. Yeah. And I was in right. love. And, like, yeah. you hurt yeah. me. And I'm just like, I had for, because I think when I was younger and I watched that, like, the subtext of that conversation didn't sink in in the way it yeah. did when I watched it this time. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I All didn't right. even catch that. Oh, my God. But now that we've virtue signaled our 2023 values, I will say absolutely uh-huh. pass the test. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. We'll never not watch this movie. You know, um, always rewatchable it's not one that kicks around cable a lot it's nice that they just put it on uh, disney plus in a nice clean copy it looked really good in 4k um so i will say absolutely a good movie i think you know i'd put this in like the time capsule of what was american culture to future civilizations i think this this is a pinnacle mm. wow wow manny yeah i i totally agree i i wanted just to say that it was nostalgic because like but then, like I sit back and I'm like, I, I, if, if this came out now with a little bit better practical effects and a little bit le- more woke, I think <laughs> it could still it could still work as a great storytelling. Like there, you're talking about two two of the best in the business um, that know how to tell a story that mm-hmm. keep everything suspenseful, keep the plot line going, and the little like it worked in such so many great shorts like. It, like the and then like onto the next joke, onto the next scene, onto the next joke, onto the next, and you're just like, yeah, I'm for it, and you weren't bored any time. It was like my ADHD was like, yes, all right, because it was just long enough. You know, some things, yeah, like when they're digging, like how did you not know that you were gonna get caught crazy? But like whatever, <laughs> broad daylight. But, like, but it's in the end, Jones. He doesn't care. He needed to put his hat on, so he's like, let's yeah. go. So yeah, definitely passes the test. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree. It definitely passes the test. This is one of those timeless films. It is like, and it's it's and like Jen, you were saying like too, like when we were all talking about how like the you know when is the last time we got a really good action adventure film and it's been a while so like to be able to watch a film that is an adventure film like this it really kind of really it really reminds me of like what i'm missing in terms of like in terms of film uh watching films because we don't get that either now it's a superhero movie or a straight nostalgia grab or um something animated like they, this part of the genre isn't there it's kind of like in horror like the idea of like straight horror it doesn't really exist as much anymore it's really just thrillers so like you we we're missing a part of the genre so it was nice to kind of watch something that was about an adventure from going one place to the next to do something um and it was a goal in mind so yeah definitely passes the nostalgia test let me just throw this out there real quick if you had to rank the four that are out right now we the fifth one's not out yet how would you rank them uh from best to worst i think i would go Hi, Mom. <laughs> 
Sorry. No, that's okay. I think I would probably go, because yeah, Last Crusade really is my favorite. So I'd probably go Last Crusade, Raiders, Temple of Doom, Crystal Skull. Hmm. I, I think mine matches that. I, you know, the film snob in me wants to etch Raiders up to the top over Last Crusade, but I just, I enjoy Last Crusade more. And that's, you know, if I, the real test mm. is if I pulled out the box set, what would I put in on your average Saturday afternoon? It would be Last Crusade. So Crusade, yeah. Raiders, Temple of Doom, Crystal Skull. Let's hope Dial mm. of Destiny hits somewhere in the middle there. Let's just keep mm. our fingers crossed. <laughs> mm. Bandy, what do you got? Uh, I haven't seen Temple of Doom. Uh, if you just ask me straight up, like for what I remember, it would be Last Crusade, Temple of Doom, Raiders, Skull. Um, but I haven't seen it, so like I could probably change after we do that episode. That's going to probably come <laughs> in sometime mm-hmm. this this year, um, so that I could probably change my mind. But yeah, just because I, that's what I really remember all the time. Yeah. But if you're just talking about opening scenes, this thing is. It's there. It's there. Yeah. This, this open scene. Yeah. Is the first ten minutes is phenomenal. It's such a, yeah. that's like what you remember them about. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it's always I hard to it, place the first film in a big franchise, mm, the, a successful yeah. franchise, right? Because it's like, yeah. oh, well, this one started it all. Shouldn't that make it really high up or the best potentially? Yeah. But yeah, yeah but I what agree. Like you, I would, I'm going Crusade, um, Raiders, Temple of Doom. And Crystal Skull, and there's like a big gap between Temple of Doom and Crystal Skull, like because Temple of Doom is not a bad film. It's just like, like you said, Greg. If I'm gonna watch one, I'm putting in Crusade. It's just so. It's just. It's hard remember, not to, as yeah. I remember it. But of course, when we did the when oh. we did the Rocky franchise, I mean, the, our ratings changed a bunch of times. So uh, yeah. maybe it will change. So that but, actually brings us to our four questions. And Dan, I have them. Oh, oh, you have. Yeah, you're gonna. So do we're this. about to end the end this. Uh, so we're now going into. Um, we've started this this year, where we ask our guests four four questions, and hopefully you've seen these movies or listened to this um, or tried this, so that you can answer them. If not, we'll just not have you your answer put in. We'll just edit right. this out. <laughs> yeah. The movie cocktail. The movie cocktail. Have you guys seen that with Tom Cruise? Yes. Yes. Have you? Does it pass the test? <laughs> I haven't rewatched it in a super long time, so I'm not. I don't know if I can answer that. But I, I'm gonna okay. guess. I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> okay, Greg. I'm I'm in a similar place. Like I I think I watched it. Like my older sister and her high school friends were watching it, and I was in middle school, and I was like not supposed to be watching, and I did. So I'm going to go ahead and guess no uh, on that one. Uh, same. Okay. So our goal in this, what our journey of the nostalgia test, we start, that was our first episode ever is because I grew up watching, my mom loved Tom Cruise and I basically have a man crush on Tom Cruise because of my mother. And I grew up, that movie is about nothing, but it's so cheesy 80s that uh, like I just, it's it definitely doesn't pass the test. I, I think we said that it stays nostalgic. It's just so weirdly 80s that we're trying to get the 5% Rotten Tomatoes up more. Like, we're like, it's better than some other 80s movies. But <laughs> all right. So that that's my thing. Okay. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, in the independent version, the first one, uh, the movie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, the one that was released independently. Does it pass the test? 100% yes. 
I have very fond memories of that movie. (laughs) Again, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm going to say probably pure nostalgia. I think those creatures aren't going to fly. The the puppets aren't going to, the suits. I don't even the know rat, what the hell. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're going to fly to a, like if I showed that to my kid, yeah, he'd be out. <laughs> All right. Two more. Three Musketeers bar. Like the candy bar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of never liked those. <laughs> so, no. Doesn't even stay nostalgic. Goodbye. Uh, Why yeah, even? Drink? I don't know. I, I feel oh, like yeah. as a kid, I was always like, "This is not a Snickers bar, <laughs> and it's not a Milky Way." So, like, what are you doing here in my candy bag? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Same yeah, thing. You, Greg? you stole my answer because it was like, "Oh, this isn't a Milky Way." Is what happens when I bite a Three Musketeer. It's like, oh, I thought this was the one with caramel in it. Yeah, so, it's not. No. Bad. So we it's did a we did a food test uh, food episode where we did like five five candy bars and we were like what the fuck is this, this bar what is nougat and like why you only have little chocolate over it it was terrible so thank you we 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 like when we say like something's bad on this on this podcast we're like it's three musketeers bad like that candy bar is terrible how it's still even around is crazy last one rate all the rocky movies not including creed ink and but you have to include rocky balboa from so from the best to the worst. Jeez. I feel like it's hard because I'm it's bad at remembering which one's which, like which number is which. So I'm going to... Okay, the, I'll, I'll go really quick. The, the, the Russian the, the one is my favorite. That's four. Oh, four? Okay. All right, so that's four. Then you I probably go the... the impotence. Fir- the, then I probably go the first one. Four, one. Okay. Then I go Apollo Creed. That's probably two, right? Apollo Creed was one and two. Uh, but I mean like Apollo the... Apollo Creed in two... He loses to him in one. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah I meant yeah. So then I go. So four one four two. one two. I don't even remember what three is. Three is with Mister T and uh, Mickey oh. dies. Oh. Oh. And Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan too. Oh, yeah, he's in there. That should be good. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. My cat has decided to join the pod. Um. First, first we had a kid being like, "Hi, mom." Now we have a cat being like, "Okay, why are you not done yet?" <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, that would probably be. I'm sorry. You got more. Wait. So you got four, one, more? two. You had you had three, five, and six. Oh, that's right. Well, that's the three. <laughs> she said three would then. Then three, oh, yeah, three, three was after. Wait, but I thought you and said then, we weren't counting. Oh, we maybe are counting I haven't five seen... and six. Oh, okay, okay. It's uh, called Rocky Balboa, though. But what's five? Oh, that's right. Put me in on five. Five is the one. Tommy Gunn. He loses all his money. And they fight in the street. Oof. It's terrible. I'm not sure I've seen, I've seen that, that one. one. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> so we're I'll gonna put that last. You, yeah, we're gonna put last. that last for both of you. Okay. Okay. So you're a four one two three six five. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> We've had somebody tell us that five was good, and we were like, "You out of your mind." All right, Greg, you're up. All right, I gotta put one at the top. <laughs> okay. Then, then I will go three, four. To, uh, I mean, where where are we now? We're so down low. Uh, you got six go and six, five. You six do, five. Six sorry. and five. We'll, yeah, we'll, I, I won't allow bit. you to put five before six. No, one three four. One three four is a good one. That's solid. That's yeah. a solid one. Like, respect. Yeah, right. we've had okay. we said we've had some crazy answers in our past, and like 
Yeah. Somebody actually wrote a whole like paragraph how five is actually good, and we're like, you something we no, it's not possible. <laughs> we, don't wrong with that yeah. <laughs> we don't accept this. Delete. Yeah, we don't accept it. I I just I think for, for me four is the most fun. Like I crack up yes. every time I watch four. Mm. It's so good. Oh yeah, it's, it's not it's even a awesome. Film. It's not. It's a mu- it's a music video. That's all that is. It's yeah. phenomenal. There's so many good montages. It's, it's so all good. montage. It's so great. There's a, mon- yeah. a montage of a montage in it. <laughs> like it like brings back the last the last movie's montage in the montage. Yeah, it's it so does. good. It's amazing. Wow. Well, Greg, Jen, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for staying later. Thank you for going through Raiders and answering our four questions. This has been such a fun uh, podcast. Uh, why don't you uh, plug your podcast and let people know where they can get it and where they can follow you? Sure. So the long the long take review is available. Uh, I, I hope everywhere you can get podcasts, every podcatcher, or at least the major ones like Apple and Spotify, um, whichever one Greg uses, Overcast. Oh, I think overcast. Yep. You're on overcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but you can also subscribe, uh, to both the long take, the written reviews and long take review, the podcast, uh, on Substack. So if you go to the long you could just one subscription, one free subscription gets you both the podcast and, uh, mm. our written reviews. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Greg, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I would love saying that. <laughs> um, I'm actually in Indy Five. Now's the time to bring that up, right? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, please uh, seek me out on social media. Come yell at me about uh, whatever opinions I aired here or elsewhere you don't like. I'm at Ion Cannon, E-Y-E-O-N-C-A-N-O-N on uh, mainly on Instagram, also on Substack. Um, I host a weekly Wheel of Time podcast. Uh, I'm a guy who knows nothing about Wheel of Time. My co-host knows everything about Wheel of Time. Uh, and that's called Through the Glass <laughs> Columns. And we're reading through the books, but you can start anytime. We're going to oh, review wow. the first season of the show leading up to the second one. So if you're not a reader but just want to uh, watch the get some show content, let's let's do that. So Through the Glass Columns, wherever you get podcasts. I assume. Oh. I don't. I just show up and I talk and then I walk away. <laughs> wow thank and you don't so forget much. Rebel, rebel base card greg mclaughlin's gonna be mad at you if you don't plug oh i also review whenever there's a new star wars show on <laughs> i i review star wars shows on the rebel base card feed uh which is also wherever you can find fine podcasts awesome awesome i uh, can't wait to just like dive into all these and everyone thank you so much for listening to this episode on razor the lost ark hit the like Leave a five-star rating where you listen, iTunes, Spotify, leave a review, um, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Nostalgia Test, on Twitter at Nostalgia Test, and go to a website. You can suggest a test as well on our website at TheNostalgiaTest.com, so you can give us something that you'd like to see us put to the test next time. Manny, thank you so much for being here. Jen, snakes! Greg. I hate snakes! <laughs> And everyone, we'll see you at the next test. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter, at Nostalgia Test, and on Instagram, at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time because you never know what pop culture will pop up on 
the Nostalgia Test. 